Welcome to another episode of Emerald Talks. I am your host, Emerald Foxfire, and joining me today is a very special guest. Not only one of the owners, but the founder of Team Dyer, Dizzy. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited. So let's just jump excited. right into it. Dizzy, what is the origin yes. of your name? How did you How did you come up with that? What's the story behind it? <laughs> That's a funny story, right? Um... <clears throat> I first started gaming like properly like say three four years ago maybe and obviously i got my first um xbox like playstation all that type of stuff i played like i like names beforehand like on the 360 and playstation 2 etc but like my first actual like name where i started like competing like properly in like call of duty fifa it was just dizzy or and like obviously i didn't think of it first i was like i had like something stupid like a really bad name to start with and then my cousin had a had a xbox account yeah and the name was literally the one I use now, Dissy. And um, I've just stuck with it ever since then. And obviously, I've got the, I've came to grow on that name. And like, I was going to change it like last year, the year before. But like, I feel like it's now, it's like, it's part of Dia, a massive part of Dia, I would say. So it's part like, of you. Let's, yeah, point. I was like, fuck it, just leave it. Like, everyone knows me, he's Dissy. And there's no reason to change it. But yeah, that's like, that's it. It's nothing special behind it. I can't lie. I wish, I, I wish it was better. I really do. But it's just not. I actually have a, a funny story for mine. Like, you know me as Emerald Foxfire, but yeah. uh, the OGs, the, the big OGs, know me as either two things, Jammin Ninja 19 or Grumplestiltskin, because I've had <laughs> their stories behind both of those. Jammin Ninja, I got from a game called Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Uh, uh-huh. There was one case in the game where uh, it was a children's host who died, and his little stick was uh, dressing up as a ninja who would perform for kids. And he was killed. Uh, his name was the Jamming Ninja, and I got that from him. Uh, the Grumple Stillskin is actually a funny story. A friend of mine got me a one of those page day calendars, and uh-huh. uh, she knows that I'm a very big fan of like puns and jokes and stuff like that. And for some reason, people always tell me like when they first meet me, I give off this kind of like grumpy kind of vibe. So I thought I'd combine the two. So instead of Grumple Stillskin, because he's a jokes puns kind of thing, I thought of Grumple Stillskin because it fit. And uh, I only changed to Emerald Foxfire at the beginning of this year. So the way that names, my, yeah. the way that names change are fun. Like I still have people that call me Grumple, still to this day. It's actually kind of funny. So you, That's, yeah. you said that you started gaming four years ago, correct? Yeah, 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 four years ago. Uh, what was it about gaming that drew you to it? I mean, like, I, I game, like, from, like, Halo days, like, I mean, like, Xbox, like, OG days, but, like, I mean, I actually, like, took this thing seriously. It was, like, I'd say about four or five years ago, and, like, I, I just started dipping into, like, FIFA and, like, Call of Duty with my, obviously, my whole family games, like, my cousin, he's a massive gamer, like, he was, he was, like, heavy into all the Call of Duties, etc. so, obviously, I picked up off of him mainly, but the main thing was me is, like, as a kid, like, I've always been, like, disconnected. Like, you know, we had, we have always feel like an outcast, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Same here. And I always had the fight. Like, that, I think that, that that's a lot of reason people do start gaming. is like, not an escape kind of thing, but, like, a distraction of life type of thing. Absolutely. Like, not in, like, some depression shit, but, like, just some just some life shit, I suppose. And um, so, yeah, I just started gaming, and I fell in love with it. And then, obviously, two or three years ago, I found out about streaming, which was another thing. Like, that was, like, another layout. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is... This could be something bigger than just for fun. Like, I could actually like, oh, yeah. pursue this like a career, maybe. And Absolutely. then, obviously, the rest is history, you know? And like, obviously, yeah. we'll, we'll have the whole die. I think we'll, we'll talk about that soon. But, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm actually looking forward to that. 
what kind of like genres of games do you find yourself most drawn to? And like, if you had to choose a game that has been like the most influential to you, the game that you could go back 10 years, 15 years and play again, like what game would that be? Probably Pokemon Emerald, can't lie. Funny enough, your name's literally Emerald. So. I actually have yeah, Pokemon Emerald. Po yeah, Pokemon Emerald on Game Boy, it's literally the, the best game ever. It's, there's a lot of like, even Pokemon in general, the whole title to Pokemon is, you can always go back and shiny on it, which I think is mm -hmm. the, the main reason of their success is it's not like the storyline and then it's over with, like most games. Oh, yeah. It's like, you can shiny hunt forever and ever and ever. And it's just, it's something that obviously us shiny, shiny hunters, it's so special to us and it's something that we obviously are passionate about. So have you caught any yet? For me, I'd say definitely Pokemon Emerald. Yeah, I'm, I've done it for about a year and a bit now, like fully. I've done Let's Go, I've done Emerald, I've done X and Y hunts. I was definitely Pokemon Go. So yeah, I've, I've I, caught a lot, of, a lot of shinies in my time. I have a sad story when it comes to shiny hunting. The first one I ever saw, I'll never forget this. This was in 2003, I want to say. Just when uh, Generation 2 came out. So Crystal, Silver, and Gold. Oh, I was oh, yeah. in Mount Johto. I was in Mount Johto. And I found a shiny Ponyta. And I accidentally nah. killed it. No, no, that's one of my nicest, literally, that's one of my top three favorite shinies. Pony, that's one of them. I did have a shiny uh, Espeon at one point. Oh, is that off Eevee, yeah? Yeah, Espeon, is, yeah, yeah, Espeon yeah, yeah, and yeah. Alakazam are my two favorite Pokemon. And I had a shiny it, of both. your favorite? Oh, yeah, I love my psychic Mine, types. My psychic and my grass. Oh, God, what's your favorite grass? <sighs> my favorite grass? Oh, that's like asking me to choose my favorite child, uh, Chikorita. Like that entire line. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Like, I, had I don't a... know if Oddish's class is that, but that's, but that's probably my grass class. Oddish, I'm sure Oddish is grass. Oddish is grass, yeah. I consider oh, it grass, yeah. yeah. I had a Meganium that basically owned my entire existence back in the day. It could take down the entire Elite Four in one shot. Like, easily. It was beautiful. I loved it. I'm, I do that when I play the game. I always, like, go overpowered with my, my whole party's over. Always. I, I can't be bothered to just, like, die all the time and shit. So I, like, make my whole party just overpowered. I know. Just get everyone it's to boring, 100. But... Yeah, get everyone okay, to 100. Oh, yeah. The grind is real and it's fun. You said that you heard about streaming around the same time where you started, like, heavily gaming, right? I mean, yeah, around that time, I first started, like, maybe watching streams, like, on Twitch. Like, I'd always find, like, if I couldn't be bothered to game myself, I would always watch streams. Okay. Uh, it, it wasn't the same buzz type of thing, but, like, I always watched streamers and, like, I was always like, holy shit, that looks so much fun. And I was like, well, maybe one day I'll try it. But I never thought I actually would try it. And then um, I started playing Clash of Clans. And I did start yeah. streaming that eventually. And then I was like, oh, then I literally just, that was it. Like, I fell in love with it completely. Like when, so you said that uh, you started with uh, Clash of Clans. But before yes. that, when you first got into streaming, were there any people that said you should try it were there any kind of already established streamers that you watched that you got inspiration from um, where did that start for you besides there's an organization called ghost ghost gaming i don't know if you heard of them no ghost gaming um you ever heard of dare rise maybe uh yes um there's a guy in there called mattify he's in he's a former dare member he's now a current ghost he's in ghost gaming as a content creator yeah. and then he he originally picked me up in the soul there's a team called soul um, the source sniping, I don't know, if, obviously the, all the OGs, I don't know who they are. And um, he picked me up with them when I was streaming Clash of Clans. I was only getting like four or five viewers at the time. And he obviously, he said he sees potential in us and he wants to help us out. So yeah. I joined them. And then 
I started streaming then first, and he just like he was like just try just try it, you know, try and stream different games variety. And at the time, I was streaming off my console, playing like Fortnite. Obviously, Fortnite was having a massive spike right then. And yeah, then, I remember those days. And then I went back into not streaming for a little bit. I left so and I joined so back, back with Mattify again, and then I started streaming Clash of Clans, and then I was averaging like thirty viewers at one point. So Jeez. that's a little start for me. Nice. That's actually a really good yeah. start. When you were like streaming more heavily, what kept you motivated to continue? Like, what was what was your driving force? And obviously, the, burnout is a thing that everyone deals with. Uh, yeah, how did how did you deal with that? How did you overcome that back in those days? I'll start the first part of your question. Like, how did I keep motivated? It was mainly the I'm I'm just that type of person. If I start something, like I'd start for a reason. Like, I don't just. I don't just start for the fun of it. Like, if I want to do something, I like, I don't even have to be passionate about that thing. Yeah. I mean, I was a streamer, you know. I like the the whole idea of being successful in the gaming scene and the whole esports organization, like all that type of stuff. It was always something that I've, I've dreamed about for years and years. Like, we're watching Phase and their like their Phase House, the hard watching optic, and I just it was something that I've always loved and been passionate about. And I've always knew barriers when I am about to burn out. I, I knew the signals, so I had to stop. And I just. And even if I am having a burnout session, like I'm not to bounce back from that, you know. So yeah. I think I'm I'm privileged in that because I know a lot of people don't know their boundaries and they just they burn out and that's it. Whereas I'm different, kind of like obviously I know you're the same as me. I would spoke about this before. Yeah. You know how to avoid getting burnout, and it's yeah, I think that's a big reason to why I kept motivated. What kind of advice would you give someone to avoid? Like what what kind of sage wisdom would you give someone starting out to avoid getting burnt out? The main thing, and, it, it, and I don't care what anyone says it, it's the truth, it's numbers. Too many people focus on numbers. Absolutely. And the, 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 the root core of burnout is mental. It's mental stuff. Like, it's your mentality of you're getting, not getting enough numbers, so then you start going down a, a spiral of feeling depressed because you aren't getting numbers. You start running out of ideas, you start panicking, and your only gateway out of getting in that situation you're in right then is to take a break. And that's burnout. That's, that is the, that is literally what burnout is. You just get sick and tired of being in the same situation of and then what i did was i turned my viewers off i turned my subs my followers everything off and i just remembered why i first started streaming and yep. it was because i loved it yep. and that's what kept me from and then that that and again just not having a schedule not having any roots tied not having anything and you know just making sure that you stick to what you believe in and that's doing what you love and that's what I, for me anyways and i know there's right now twitch is oversaturated there's a massive massive amount of people that do it for money Oh, and yeah. I get that, and oh, that, yeah. that's their issue. You know, they are going to be now. They might not think they are, but they will, and it's gonna it's gonna suck. But I think, um, yeah, just just stay motivated, you know, and just have people around you. I'd say join an organization of people that have are experienced in what happened, and, and just yeah, just surround yourself with people that understand and that can help you get out of that burnout phase. I suppose. It's uh for me, it's a matter of staying humble, remembering for where sure. you came from. It's like sure, yes. seeing like good numbers will be like, oh, wow, that's great. I'm doing something good. But the second that drops off, and it will, you're, you're just going to go from that manic high to that depressive low, and that depressive low is what kills you. For when sure, you, when you hit that, you're just like, what's the fucking point? You know, like, why even do bouncing I do this? Back from that is, yeah, and even bouncing back from that, when you get to that low, it is very, very, very hard. Very, if, you're not, if, you're, if you're not doing what you're doing for the right reasons, like you said, being humble and not forgetting where you came from, if you're doing it for the money, you're never, ever going to see progress or success at all because yeah. you're just going to keep going back to that where it all been out again you yeah. keep going back that stage so like not even not even just the numbers but 
doing what you want to do on your stream because I know a lot of people and we've talked about this privately ourselves too uh, a lot of people will be like I'll only play what's popular I'll only play like what my viewers want me to play rather than what you want to play the people in my opinion like what helps with burnout a lot is doing what you want to do so yeah. playing what you want doing what you want the people that want to see you free you will find you that's what I think and the yeah, people who don't won't having a variety of your streams definitely definitely absolutely because if you if you feel alone like you don't want to play that game anymore like just change game it's not a big deal yeah but then that's why people don't do that because they care about numbers and if obviously if you're not playing a popping game you're not going to get numbers so it's mm -hmm. it's a double-sided sword and it's difficult yep. man and the people that watch you for that game a lot of people are worried that they might not switch games or they might not watch you if you switch games kind of thing that, that kind of keeps them uh, kind of like tied in that situation, that vicious circle, and once they're in it, it's hard to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very hard. Yeah. Very, it it took mean, me six months. Bones, you know? It took me six months to get out of it. Really? Yeah. It took me a long yeah. time. It took me a long time to get I, out of it. Yeah, that's difficult, man. I've been there a few times for sure, being there, but obviously I was, I was in a decent organization at the time, and they helped us get out of it. And obviously, experience as well, you know. Obviously, you, you can't avoid being out. I wouldn't say. I, I think you're gonna. You can shorten the time you are being on full, but I don't think you necessarily avoid being out. It's 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 normal when you when you're doing what we're doing, you know. When it comes to you streaming and uh, the time that you spent streaming, uh, how mm. has that affected you, like on screen, like your on screen presence, and uh, how you are offline? How is that? How has streaming affected you? I mean, a good way or bad way, like shines at both sides. Anything. I mean, it, I'll start. I'll start positive first. Positive wise, it made me like I'm. I'm like a, I'm an introvert, I would say. Um, so am I, trust me. I'm very, very like laid back and closed off. And when I was like getting in front of a camera, there's something about it. Like, it, I think it's the power of pressing a button and you can shut it off at, like whenever you want. Like you're not forced to stream or press record. Like you can, you can always press the, the button to not go live, you know? Like there's always that option there. Whereas like in person, you can't. Like you're in a situation IRL, like you're, you're in that situation for as long as you need to be. Yeah. So like that's to me, it was something about that that just made me enjoy it a lot more, and it, it helped me confidence-wise as well. Knowing that, so obviously I would say like being on camera was like practice for me being myself without feeling judged or feeling nervous or you know or closed off. And then when I came like situations IRL, I felt more prepared for them. Yeah. That's what I done was negatively. I was streaming like twelve hours a day. Like I was getting no sleep, and I didn't even understand at the time. I thought it was cool, and I was like, oh, I'm streaming lords. I'm getting. I'm getting subs, I'm getting followers, I'm getting views. And then eventually I did it, obviously, like I said before, I burnt out. The crash happens. It, it was fucking horrible. And I started drinking energy drinks to get out of that, that mentality of being tired all the time. And then obviously I got addicted to energy drinks, which my health then again deteriorated. And then lack of sleep plus energy drinks is like, obviously everyone that has a brain cell knows that's the worst combination ever. Oh, I would never, yes. I literally never recommend that, never ever. Don't drink energy drinks for one. And two, don't literally never get sleep deprived over streaming twitch will always be there your health will not be so, i, I, I very much appreciate you bringing that up because a lot of people they only focus on like one side of this situation and i yeah. appreciate that you went yeah there's a lot of good things that come out of it but with everything streaming included there's a duality to it there's a there oh, is a second side and i appreciate you bringing that up because yeah when you get in, the, in on yeah. that kind of mentality you're just like i have to keep going i have to keep going i have to keep going and eventually you're gonna you're gonna crash and uh 
that's not something to be ashamed of. It happens to all of us eventually. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It, look, it looks cool. Stream for twelve hours. Holy shit! You're so cool. You stream for that amount of time. Like you're a grind, as people would say. But then they don't see the aftermath of when you aren't live, when mm -hmm. you're still lying in the bed, sleep deprived, struggling to sleep, mental health deteriorates. You then you start drinking energy drinks, and then relationships, you're, you're heart problems, relationship problems are decreased. And all for what? A few numbers that people they literally don't give a shit about you. And then it's your family and friends have to deal with the repercussions of you doing that. It's just not worth in the long run. But obviously, a lot of people don't see that until it's too late. Which obviously, I'm I'm in the situation now where I've been through, and I'm I'm if, even if I help one person not to do that, I'm happy. So yeah, just just don't do that. Just be just be smart about it and just have fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. You said that um, streaming kind of helped build your confidence, right? For sure. For sure. Care to elaborate on that? Was it just uh, like building up your self-confidence to deal with situations or was it a little deeper than that? Did it help? Uh... It was anxiety-wise, literally yes. the main, my main thing when I was like, obviously when you're streaming, you're not in the room with them people. So it's it's massively different. But then then again, there's a different type of way you kind of are because they're watching you. And obviously I use a face cam. Obviously I didn't have that on. I use face cam. And um, I, I'm not self-conscious at all. I'm not like not in a cocky way. Like I'm, I'm comfortable in my own body. If that makes sense. Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't care what people think of my, my looks. But like it, that's what I'm getting at. But there's something about being around people that doesn't sit right with me. Like I just don't like being around people. But then when I was on Twitch, I got into the mindset of like I'm having 30 people right now watch me. Why is that any different than when I'm going shopping or if I'm going at like you know, like there was something about that. And then obviously when I started like. When I did stop streaming eventually, and I was building Dyer. I didn't stream at all, and I started like going out more and visiting family and friends, and like I just noticed it was a massive weight off my shoulders. And like, if I go back to the core of why that is, it's streaming. It 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 is because I did start streaming, and you know, and I, I spoke with a lot of people over my times when I was streaming, and obviously joined organisations. There was like 40, 50 people on the team, so yeah. there's many reasons to it. Yeah, but main reason was anxiety. So. I definitely deal with that as well. I, I'm actually diagnosed with uh, anxiety disorder myself. So I understand that completely. Yeah. I am uh, what you call a hermit. I do not like going outside unless I absolutely have to. Uh, so yeah. I feel you on that. But yeah. let's get to the fun stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> let's do this. Let's get it. Question. What does it mean to be an owner? It's honestly, and this is so fucking... I love to swear, by the way. I forgot even... Oh, asking. yeah, go for it. I, I already <laughs> did. Go ahead. Like, it's like, it's so fucking rewarding. Like, I don't think people understand that. And it, it obviously it has its pros and cons. I'm not going to lie and say, John, tell you that. All and die as glorious, because it's it's not. It has its days where it's it's mentally draining, physically draining. It's You have days where it beats you down your knees and you want to quit. It does, but it has your days, like, when we were just announced a direct champion stuff, where it's literally the biggest part of my life right now and it's it just takes like it's so special and i i can't even it's something you have to experience you know what i'm saying like i don't think i actually explain the way it is until you've actually done it but it's like i don't know man it's just it's like having a kid i would say like bringing a kid into the world obviously it's not as severe as having a baby nowhere near the same oh, yeah. but it's that type of like idea of like when you build something grow and watch it grow to where it is today it's like it makes you proud of yourself if anything it does it makes you proud you know Mm -hmm. And it's very hard as well. It's very, very demanding mentally. Um, you've got the, you've got 40, 50 people relying on you. and But it, there's more pros than cons to own organizations, for sure. For sure. Not even going to lie. There's definitely more pros than cons. But yeah, it's, how, it's incredible, man. How would, if someone came up to you right now 
and said, yes. Dizzy, I want to make my own organization. What tips would you give them? Like, how would you, uh, how, what would you tell I'd them? Be I'm gonna be real. I'll tell them not to. I'm being, I'm being honest with you right now. Oh. Unless they, they are like, I might. I've said this many people before. Like, I'm not even gonna lie and be like, oh, dude. I would just tell them not to because if I knew the stuff I knew before I started diet, I wouldn't have even attempted for sure. I wouldn't have. Then that's just um, that's just the truth. I think it takes a very small majority of people that really fucking want this. And like for me, it's been my dream since being about 12 years old watching Fears to have something like this. And honestly, okay. I think I got very lucky in the situation I'm in with obviously the diet house, the champion stuff. We had Mephi help us from the start. Like we're, we're in a very fortunate situation. And that it is very saturated. The, the whole community is saturated right now with teams that are trying to do it. And it's it's That's just... interesting you, Yeah, you, you, you're one of millions and millions that want to do this. And obviously, I'm not seeing Dyer as a big, a, like a big deal right now. But like we are on the right path right now to do that. And I think we're very comfortable with what we're doing. And we're doing... We're definitely doing the right things to get there. That's what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I'd honestly, I just tell them not to. I just, unless they fully, fully want to, I would tell them if this is a very rare case of somebody who comes to me and I fully believe that this is what they want to do and they don't want to do it just for the money and they do it because they love it. Um, I'd tell them just to be be humble, be respectful more than anything. I learned that very early days. Be respectful. I was a dickhead in that first started dying. I was very toxic. Um, I didn't give a shit about anyone's opinion. I thought I was the top dog. Um, I thought I knew everything. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I learned that very fast. I was wrong. Um, I was just a dickhead to people, you know, and I pushed a lot of people away because I thought what I was doing was correct. And it wasn't. It wasn't correct. But um, just be open for criticism and don't don't get upset by it. Take it on the chin. Learn from it. Either yeah. listen to it or respectfully decline it. Uh, exactly. And just just go into it with the mentality of helping people, you know. Um, don't be selfish when doing it. Be selfless. Um, and just realize that there's 40 plus... 50 plus even more people relying on you so you need to step your shit up when you need to mm -hmm. and make sure you take breaks when necessary you know like again don't get burnt out don't don't overload yourself with stuff accept help um yeah just just be smart about it that's all i can say and don't rush it don't rush it think you're gonna get a big payday it took dire two years to finally start making decent money you know it's 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 not about money it's about passion i'd say exactly so. Like, the one thing, if I'm going to be real with you, Dizzy, right now, the thing that I respect about you most is you embody an old saying of that I very much enjoy. A boss yeah. will lead from the back. I, A leader sure will yeah. lead from the front. Yeah, I get that. And if people that know me, like, I literally gave up Twitch. I gave up my own brand. I gave up my own everything. And I was actually doing reasonably well because I wanted to build Dyer, you know? And I knew yeah. Dyer had more potential. And I've always been... As a content creator, you know, I was always struggling. I, I was always in teams I just didn't give a shit and they were always there for the money and they were always there for the clout. And then they, they never, like you said, they wanted to be at the front. They wanted to reap the benefits more than the team. Whereas me, I want to make sure that what I'm doing, I can go to bed at night and be proud of, like, you know? Yeah. Like, I can go to bed and be like, holy shit, like, I've actually done that and I've helped that many people. Like, exactly. that, that to me means more to me than any money that anyone ever give me. And it means more to me than anything that I could do stand at the front and reaping benefits like that doesn't matter to me you know i can find out i can find them joys elsewhere in life so i'd rather do the right thing with that let's talk about dire uh sure. what is the origin of dire what is what is the dire's origin story and how did you come up with the name like how did like dire become a thing do you mean yeah like where where did Dyer come from? It's like how did you come up with Dyer, the idea? First of all, there was me in a in a guy called Rise. He's another kid from the UK. Um, I just left Soul, the Soul sniping. I was a streamer, 
and I was like, fuck streaming, I'm gonna make my own team. And the main reason I did do that was because when I'm in these teams, like, they did not give a fuck about me or the members around me. They just didn't. We were there to get them numbers, to get them sponsorship deals, to get them money, and to get originally the owners and leaders clout. That's all they cared about. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck this shit. And I was like, there's no teams out there that do this the opposite way. People just want to bring in people that's got numbers, clout, and that's it. Like, that's all they care about. And I was like, I fuck it. If anyone in this community is going to do something different, it's going to be fucking me. So I was like, let's, let, I literally, I tweeted out. I was like, he wants to start like a, a team. And I was being deadly serious. And there was a guy called Rise. He's still in die right now. He's a, he's our designer right now. He's incredible. He, he, from the start, for the first like six months, he'd done all of the graphics for Dyer. Um, so yeah, we started it. We were brainstorming names for about two or three weeks. And um, we're just passing names through. And then Dyer came into the mix somehow and i wasn't keen in it at first i was like mm, we could change it like there's something else like i don't i don't understand the way dire bloody blah, blah and then obviously dire is a wolf obviously dire ours wolf. isn't spelled the way dire it's not spelled obviously as a wolf yeah i know but, what you're um, talking about the dire wolf it's like it's more yeah it's it's more like representing that and our logo was a a tie like a a wolf scratch behind our logo and my main goal with that was that die wherever we go, we will leave a mark. That was the main motto of the, that was our whole rebrand at the start was doesn't matter where, what we do or where we go, we will always leave a mark dire. And that was the whole mindset in focus behind the the logo, et cetera, and the whole brand. That was what I built dire on. Okay. And um, so that's where that all came from. That was when, the, that's where the whole logo name did come from originally. Okay. So you were talking about uh, just now, you were passing names back and forth for about three weeks. Yeah. Uh, do you remember some of those names? And it's like, was there a um, short list of names before you picked Dyer? There was, it was between Dyer and the team called Leviant GG. Um, it was between them two. And um, there was a few other ones that were like pretty shit. I can't remember them. So I'm assuming they, were, they, were, they weren't good. But um, it was between Dyer, GG, Team Dyer, or Team Levian or Levian GG. That was that was what it was between. And obviously, when we were caught, when we came up with like a logo, like what's going to work best, like from a business point of view. So obviously, I, I, my like I said, my main goal with Dyer has been esports, you know. And it's always been I've always wanted to make the name and the logo something that I could take on professionally, like we have now. We've obviously we've changed it for them reasons, but I always needed the name needed to be perfect. And obviously, Dyer is very short, very catchy, very nippy, and has a meaning behind it. So yeah. it worked. And um, so, yeah, it was between leaving and Dyer, and obviously Dyer worked, and it's it's working. So, yeah, I'm, I think we made the right decision. I think uh, I think you definitely did make the right decision. Uh, Dyer just fits. It's it rolls off the tongue nice. It it's it's just yeah. It just it's nice to say like Team Dyer just it has a nice ring to it. I think it was definitely the right choice. And it looks and it looks good on a di on a on the champion hoodie as well. So oh, I can't wait. I to mean, see it. yeah, it worked out. I can't wait to see. I'll I'll buy one. I definitely will buy one. They open up. I want yeah, one. They are incredible, bro. Trust. So earlier you were talking about you kind of touched on like how challenging it can be to be an owner of a team. Yes. Uh, very. what would you say is the most challenging part of being an owner, and what would you say is the most rewarding? Most challenging. It would be the weight on your shoulders, and it's it's some sort like people say, like, what weight? Like to me, it's like I've got forty plus fifty people that are class as family for sure. Like you know that diet is a I family. Oh, like yeah. these these guys that I'm with right now, I fully believe in them. Not just as friends, family, and as content creators and whatever they aspire to do in or outside of diet. Even like life shit, I care. Like I actually give a shit. 
into me, it's like I'm only 21 year old. You know, people probably look at me like, like, what's a 21 year old gonna do? Like, I'm like, but to me, it's I think I've got a lot to offer these guys, and like, I want to make sure that when I'm offering them, is it's working, and it's like I I don't want them to think that I'm like I'm not trying hard enough. I don't want to like think that I'm letting them guys down and. It's just challenging not knowing if you're doing enough and knowing if you're making the right progress or if you, if this is ever going to work out, you know? Maybe I wake yeah. up days like, am I fucking wasting my time here? Like, is this even worth it? Like, am I respected within the team? Like, does, does my members respect me enough to help, like, let me help them? Or are they listening to me? Like, does my age matter? That like, a huge thing to me is my age, you know? I'm 21 year old and I, I, own, a, I own an esports organization that's doing pretty big things. Like, we're just with champion. It's, it's fucking huge. I'm 21. Like, I've never it's just it's it's mad man it's mad but in the there's obviously with that it's got more good things like i said helping people it's it's incredible like i'm giving these guys a platform to broadcast themselves and and just giving them a spotlight what they might have not have got being solo to me that's more than i'm gonna ever 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 want you know and then obviously okay. with the dire house and having sponsors that send our, our team stuff out it's like it's good man. it's 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 huge for me and it, it means a lot to us that I can do that for people because I know when I was a streamer that's what I dreamed of you know I was like holy shit I wish I was acting a team that gave a shit and now oh. I actually own my own team that gives a fuck and you know it's 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 a good feeling so as someone who has been on two teams that didn't give a shit being on one that does is a very very important thing to me so I can definitely Same, yeah. uh attest to that it's uh it's a great feeling Let's sure. let's uh, sidetrack a little bit, a little bit of attention here. Uh, how did Story and Pro get into the positions that they were? Did you pick them yourself, or um, uh, how did yeah, that, how did yeah, that happen? How did um, that happen? I'll start with I'll start with Story first. This is a this is a very a very fucking weird story. In fact, like quite un honestly, unbelievable to me. I'm I don't understand this Dow is even owner, not in in a good way. Like how he's done it is fucking incredible, and I respect him massively. Um, and the reason the reason he's got the way he is is it, it's fucking it shows a lot about who he is, and it's the reason that he is owner. So first of all, Story joined as a manager like last year maybe, or even a little bit longer ago. He was an incredible manager. Um, Dia went through a, a rough patch. There was an incident with Meffy. Um, I don't know if you guys know Meffy is. Yeah, I know. People are watching. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the people that are watching does, but um, I had like a. It was like a scandal type shit where something got said in a leech chat um, where like apparently we were like talking shit about Matthew. Obviously, I proved my like it took us a year for people to actually understand and let me prove myself. Yeah. But we, obviously, we, made, we we came clear. None of that happened. Um, Proteus left the team. Story left the team. They started shitting on Dyer, believe it or not. Both of them were talking shit about Dyer. They were like, fuck Dyer, fuck Dissy. Um, legitimately wanted me fucking gone. They they believed that I was like two faced. I was a snake. Obviously, everyone that knows me now knows that was that wasn't true, and it's it isn't true. And um, I was like, I was on the the verge of ending dire. In fact, I was like, fuck this shit. And then story like he listened. He was like, you see your past. Show me the proof, and um, I'll help you build dire again. Type shit. So I proved to him. I was like, yo, look, I didn't say this. I had I had receipts. I had messages. I was like, this is not what I said. I said this in fact. And then he came back. Um, Proteus came back as well. So Proteus joined back as a streamer. Um, then he joined as a lead. He got promoted as a, to a leader because he, he proved that he gave a shit about Dyer and he wanted to rebuild what I technically did fuck up. Like I said, at the start, I was toxic. I got myself in situations that, from a business point of view, were very, very, very fucking... They were literally stupid. They were very, very silly to do. And, um, you know, Proteus helped me massively. You know, I can never, ever, ever repay him. He, he literally 
if it wasn't for him, I don't believe Dyer would still be a thing. I, I reckon I would have definitely gave up for sure. Um, and then Story left again, you know. I just mean Story just butted heads all the time. I just didn't agree with the way he was. He like, because he, he was a very motivated person. Like, he did give a fuck about Dyer, but I didn't see that. I was too stubborn. Like I said, I was a dickhead. I was very stubborn. I didn't. I didn't believe that someone else could care about Dyer. I was like, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like, I made this shit. It's mine. Like, fuck off type shit. It was like, it's negative, but like, obviously I learned from it, you know, and it's not, oh, yeah. it's not a smart attitude to have. I was like, fuck you. It's like, it's my, it's my theme, you know, like, I'll do what I want with it. Like, I don't need anyone else's opinion, blah, blah, blah. So the story left. I blocked my Twitter, blah, blah, blah. We didn't speak for months and months. And then he just kept writing, like, pretty much paragraphs, just explaining that he sees something in Dyer and he, he wants the help. And I was like, fucking hell, this kid won't leave me alone. So I was like, fuck it, I'll give him a chance as a manager. And within days, he just like, he just proved us completely wrong. And he just like, he went from being one of my most, like, I just disliked the way me and him were. Like, not, I didn't dislike him, but I disliked our relationship. Yeah. Which made me ultimately block him and just like, like leave him out of the picture type of thing. And it's probably the one of the best decisions I've ever made was letting him back on the die because now he's literally one of the best owners we've ever had. And he cares about Dyer so fucking much. The same with Proteus, so... Yeah, the ball pretty much went from being enemies to owners and were fucking killed with them, so... It's amazing it's how... It's amazing how that works. Fate works in mysterious ways. You can go from it is, hating sure. someone one second and, and being like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you kind for of thing. For sure. And I ain't gonna lie, that's the... For some people, that'd be difficult to admit. Like, oh, but I've done this. Like, I'm not gonna sit down. Like, I mean, I created Diane. I've done it on my own for a year. Facts. Everyone knows that. and People respect that. But I, like, like I said before, accepting help is one of the biggest things, even in the real world, not just dire. Like in the real world, knowing when you need help is, it's a trait not many people have. And the fact that I've, I've had it and used it when I needed to use it, like it was fucking lucky, man. I was lucky. So yeah, I knew I had to accept help. I accepted help and it worked out. So. I can say that same thing about, uh, well, not completely the same, but about uh, Khaleesi. Like I've known her... Yeah since before she was in dire it's like we've been friends for quite a while and uh, uh-huh. i almost quit myself i almost uh, it's like when when emerald talks was in its beginning stages and i wasn't happy with what i was doing and uh, i almost gave up on this and uh, she actually told me like i think you're doing good keep trying and i wouldn't be here doing this podcast with you i wouldn't be in dire I wouldn't be running Direcast if it wasn't for Khaleesi. So I owe that woman my life. Like, she is sure. amazing. I love that woman. She's amazing. People just need that, though. Like, you, you, you need something to just tell you, like, yo, straighten the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Realize what you've got in front of you. Stop being a dickhead. Stop stop feeling sorry for yourself. And, you know, do what you yeah. love. And that's literally what Pro you said to me in the best way possible. He's like, grow the fuck up. You're fucked up. We're going to fix it. Like, straighten up and let's just keep working yeah. hard. And I was like... Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, you need people to keep you grounded. You need that, man. And that's my... And people must think that about... Like, people thought that, in fact, that are, like, dias full of yes-men with me. I'm, like, the most laid-back owner anyone's ever, ever witnessed. I will sit there and chat and let my team roast me. I will roast them. Like, I'm not, like, a... I don't abuse power. And you can even, like, vouch for that. I just don't. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, like... I'm just like, a friend of them guys. Like, that's where I am. Absolutely. I can agree with this. Like, what other owner would let, like, the, the fuck-name owner here be Literally. Fuck this t-shirt, I literally sold. Like, I don't give a shit. I actually came up with an idea. I think I'm not the first one to do this, but we need this set. We need a fuck Proteus and a fuck Dizzy. Or a fuck Dizzy, fuck Proteus, yes. fuck Story. Yes. We need, we, need a, we need the set. 
We need to that would be sick. I'm down for that. Definitely for Proteus. I'm down for that one. And even if Story's down, I know I know Proteus would love that. I mean, I think Story would be down as well. I'm down for that. Home for the shit. memes, let's do it. For the memes, it's funny as fuck. Yeah, I'm down for that. So I asked Story this question. And I've referenced this question with you before. I want yeah. to know, as the founder, I want to know what your take on this question is. What would you say are the foundational principles that Dyer was built on? And how would you describe them? Uh, can you elaborate? But I don't understand. I'm like, like very low IQ. Like, I need like a simplified. For example, it's like, do you, you know what a mission statement is, right? Like your like your goal, like when you start something, like what is the what is your end goal type of thing? Well, a mission statement is like what you want to achieve, like what you are yeah. kind of thing. Like for example, like what I used with uh, Story is... One of the pillars that I know for a fact is one of them is family. Like, you want to have oh, a family. Oh, I get you, I get you. Like, yeah. what are the principles of Dyer? Like, if you had to list them down, what would they be? Literally family. Like, having a family and, you know, just having having something that I can be proud of. Like, that's the main thing with Dyer. When I first started creating this thing, I was like, I did literally, I sat down and I was like, what do I want from this? Like, what is going to keep me going in years to come? Like, what can I come back to from if I'm ever feeling low, which I have many times with Dyer? What can I come back to in years to come? Like, right, this is why, literally, this is why you started keep it up. And again, one, having a family, someone like that, I can share my dream with that I have the same dream as me, someone that won't judge me if I'm in such a, in the real world, it's a weird dream, you know, being a fucking, yeah. having my own esports team. It's probably forbidden on by a lot of people and people look down on a lot of people that do this stuff. And um, I just want to have something I can be proud of, man. Something that I can, like, I can say, yo, I fucking built that. Or like, yo, I've done that. And, and it only, is it's not like not in a negative way if I ever failed like something I'm like yo at least I try that because I know not like a lot of people wouldn't try it and I was like just something that I look back I'm like yo at least you fucking tried you know it didn't work out but I didn't laugh from it you know mm -hmm. like, they are the main they are the main things and I would throw in uh, like the concept of integrity as well like you're and everyone else on the team is open to like criticism you're like hey if I'm doing something wrong let me know kind of thing it shows integrity oh, yeah. and I think that's important. I'm, yeah, I'm, I've always been in that way, you know, I'm, I'm like, I never used to be, can't lie, I used to be the, I used to like hate being told I was doing something wrong, because obviously I was so stubborn, I thought what I was doing is fucking min, it wasn't, and then, but yeah, like, I think it's important for self-growth to know when to, yeah. to accept criticism of somebody and, and work on it, you know, it's massive, and it doesn't mean you're, a, you're, a, you're doing something wrong or you're a bad person, like, it's just life, you know, no, nobody's perfect, and there's going to be many times in life where someone's going to tell you you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. And it takes a big person to accept them. Like, okay, you're right, then how can I fix it? Yeah. And even running Dyer and like an esports organization, it's massive because you make a lot of mistakes. It's all about learning. I would say it's like when it comes to that kind of stuff, you learn a lot more about yourself with how you handle difficult times because that's where you grow is yeah. how you overcome challenges. You don't grow from sure. like easy things that just are easy. You learn from the difficult yeah. times. It's an there's a, there's an old saying. The measure the true measure of a man isn't how many times he gets knocked down, but how many times he gets knocked down and gets back up and continues to move forward. I live by that massively. Like I mind you said I'm right. Yeah, you said that before, and I'm sure like it, it stuck with me then because I've heard that. my granddad used to say that to me all the time, and it's like it, it's true, you know. It's like having an easy, easy life and having things just given to you, like, yeah, I'm gonna learn shit from it, but doing something and failing multiple times, like, you learn a lot about not just that situation, but about yourself, like you said, you learn a lot about yourself, 
and you learn stuff that you can take on the situations in the future and it's 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 like a it's massive you know it's it's huge absolutely let's look at more of uh the hierarchical structure of dire uh how are like the leads determined like how do you decide who is worthy of being promoted to a lead like what kind of criteria do you use to determine like who's a potential lead it's honestly attitude's my main thing you know I want to make sure that I bring people into the team that have the same mentality as me, have the same goals, ambitions as me, have respect for them. That's the biggest thing, respect. Have people that's going to understand that this shit's going to be hard. It's not going to be fucking easy. It's, it's, we're not going to see results and benefits for a long ass time, but you need to be willing to just get, get your, get your, your hands dirty, you know, and just, just be ready for obviously failure. And um, just somebody that's going to be humble. Um, just overall just a good fucking person you know just somebody that's very very easy to work with um something that's straightforward more than anything somebody that's not going to literally not be a yes man not tell us i'm doing everything right if i'm doing wrong tell us i'm doing wrong if the team's doing stuff that we shouldn't be doing step up be a leader when you need to be a leader and yeah you know just mainly just be humble man just be humble and respectful like they're the main things it comes to and experience as well in fact experience is massive you know you can't come to this shit with no experience and expect to do well. You've got to like, you've got to know what you're doing and know like, know this stuff. If not experience, like start off somewhere as well. Something that's willing to start from the bottom type of thing, like as a manager or something. That's where a lot of promotions and diet come from. We don't just recruit leads. We normally recruit people, let them be streamers or managers like Alpaca, Proteus, Story, Khaleesi, Dougie. They all started as streamers. So yeah. it just, People that want to wake up, but that shows a lot about them as, as, as individuals as well. Absolutely. You don't get standard yeah. anything easy. Of course, yeah. Like, as uh, you get to know me better, you'll know that I love my old sayings. Ask police. I have thousands of them. Yeah. The things worth having on life don't come easy <laughs> or free. That's not, actually, I missed that. That's a massive thing to me. And a lot of people always didn't understand when I said this, but I think it's very fucking simple. It took me years to build diet what it is today. Why should I give you a position that I've built for two years to you exactly. in two seconds? Exactly. Are you that deluded? It like, just that's not how it works. You, know? you have to earn that shit. Earn that shit. I'm not going to give you that. Like I built that. Not just me, but a lot of people have built this team off of nothing. Literally nothing. We aren't just going to hand you a position because you tell us something. You need to prove yourself, and you need to earn that stuff. You know. So like, that's that's literally the biggest thing for like, sure. Look how I got into the team. It's like I were I grinded for about six seven months and I worked hard on this Facts. shit. And uh, sure. look where I am now, right? Exactly. You're literally on lot... the podcast now, pretty much. Basically, uh, we'll be talking about that in a few seconds. Actually, yeah. This is something that I know you have a very big stake in. Something that uh -huh. you have a lot of love for. What is the future for Dire in terms of? The competitive scene of esports. Esports. What are you thinking mm. is Dyer's place in esports as of now? What do you want to? As what do you want to go? Right now, I want to just get get literally get. I've just made a video for the Twitter. Like I'm seeing, this is baby steps what we're doing. We've just got our full Valorant roster out there. We've got a Fortnite roster that Rock I'll be working on soon, competitive wise. We are now looking for a competitive Rocket League roster and the Counter Strike roster to represent with the remainder of this year and next year. And then I just want to just have experience. Like I said, it's about experience and learning. I don't want to go head deep. Um, it's financial as well. We need to make sure we're making financial decisions correctly. Yeah. So um, I just want to get competing in Rocket League, Counter-Strike, Valorant, 
and Fortnite. Just get my foot in the door, get experience with it, you know, get my name out there a bit. And then in years to come, I want it. I want the full thing. I want to be competing on stage. I want that. Literally, I want the full. I'm not. I'm not here to like to just half-ass this. Like, I want the full thing. Um, I look at teams like 100 Thieves, Phase, Optic, Luminosity, Gaming, Envy. Like, I look at them all, and I'm like, you want that. that that's where I want to be, and I, I, I want nothing less. And people might look at us, and I'm like, oh, that's a bit unrealistic, but it's just not, you know. When that this time last year, I would have thought having a collaboration with Champion was unrealistic, and we've just done that, you know. I would have thought having having a, a team house in the works was unrealistic. It's happening. It's like so many things is unrealistic that happens. So like I'm just, I've I've proved people wrong from the start, yeah. and I'm I'll keep doing that, you know. I'm gonna keep doing that, and so so are you, so is the rest of the team. We're all gonna keep doing that. So. There's a there's a little thing that I know of. Uh, most ingenious ideas are called crazy in the beginning. So, so you always, yeah, for sure. That's that's one thing to think about. One thing to keep in mind is like some people say it's like, oh, you can't do champion. You won't do something with champions. You won't be on stage. Blah 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 blah. I've heard that. Take, I've heard that. The best way to handle things like that is to take that as fucking motivation. It's like take that as it's like you think I can't do that. Well, bitch, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> Just fucking that, watch that was me. And that was the main thing when I first, like, when we first, like, for the first year, and we were doubted massively. We just were. We were doubted fucking a lot. And I was just like, I'm literally going to laugh at you guys in like a year or two. I'm going to literally just, like, fuck you. It's like, you all doubted me. I didn't, I didn't regard this, like, and to me, that's, like, my biggest motivation and biggest push when I'm feeling down. It's like, I've got too many people to prove wrong. Like, I can't ever give up and I can't ever stop and I can't ever not make this work. Like, it has to work. So yeah, that's like my biggest thing. So, it's uh, definitely something that I have in common as well. So like, I'm, I was very kind of like looked down upon when it comes to a lot of things, and I'm just like, if you don't think I can do it, I'm gonna do it just for the sole for purpose sure, of spite, just to piss you off. Yep. Yeah, just, to just piss in you spite. Do it out of spite. Just sure. like you can't think I can do it. Well, fuck you. I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if it kills yeah. me. I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm like that. It's very honestly, it's very, it's a healthy mindset. I'm gonna show you. It's very healthy. I agree. He wants to be that person that's like, oh, you said I shouldn't do it. I'm not doing it. Then fuck that shit. What? Mm. If you say I'm not gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Even if I don't wanna do it, I'm gonna do it to piss you off. And I'm, it's, and I think it's very healthy because it leads to not only leads to the best motivation in life, you know. It's motivation, and it's a lot of people lack motivation. And if we're finding motivation in something so little, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna like work in our favor for sure. For me, it shows strength of will. Which is very For important. Sure. I'm with you on that one. Yes. So, 100%. Let's talk about something that I consider my baby on the team, Direcast. Let's talk about it for a little bit. Yes, let's talk about it. What is what is the or- origins of Direcast? And first, uh, just for transparency, I wrote this this entire thing before uh-huh. I was brought on to be the production manager of Direcast. So I want to know, it's like, how really? it... Yeah, actually, I wrote this before I got brought on the team. What the fuck? Yeah. So... That's wild. Who knows <laughs> that when I was writing this question, I'd be I'd be running it eventually. <laughs> you literally, you've been writing a question that you're like, you can answer yourself type of thing. That's, that's Absolutely. That's <laughs> well, how did uh, Direcast start? And how do you feel about the direction it's going right now? It's first of all, like my main goal of Diacast was again, we're in like a difficult situation. And I felt Dia and myself and the team were massively mis- like, mistaken for people in an organization we weren't. 
like I think a lot of the internet is what you see is what you get type of thing, you know? Yeah. Like if you see something that somebody said, like you, you're just going to believe that because you don't know that actual team or that person. Yeah. And I think that one will definitely miss misunderstood for 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 a long time, you know. In the stream, we definitely struggled with that. In the struggle before that, it stumped our growth for sure. It stumped the moves we made. So I wanted to build something like a podcast, which I did, called the Diacast. And it was a chance for us to have somebody, have somebody come on from the team, or even like I knew I was going to be a host. Proteus was going to be a host. Um, Story wasn't even a part of the team at the time, you know. So he wasn't even meant to be involved in it, but obviously he is now. And then um, I just wanted to build something where people can like, holy shit, where. This is the real dia. This is the real busy. It's this is the real story. This is the real pro. And to get to know the real team, that was my main goal of it. Yeah. And it was just to give a different outlook on the team that people normally wouldn't see during tweets or through a fucking Fortnite video. It's like just two different sides and just a way of like show the real personality. Just showing the real, literally, and just showing news. You know, just getting information out about dia that we're, I don't really want to tweet about all the time and just. And obviously something for when we do have the Dyer House, a project for the work on daily almost, you know? Yeah. Something that we can all be invested in. So, yeah, that was the main reason. So, um, I'm happy with the way it's gone. I'm not going to lie. I was worried when I first brought it back. And then, obviously, I got introduced to your podcasts and you as a person. Obviously, I, I knew you'd been grinding for a long last time. I've been watching you grind. I knew you were a very good person. I knew you had good intentions about anything you'd done. And I was like, we were, we were in a meeting and I was like, we need to get him in. If he's down on, obviously you've got your own podcast. I was like, he doesn't have to. It's, it's a lot to ask of him. Obviously you were very, you were, you were honored to be, to be I asked. Was. Obviously that worked out a lot. And um, I just knew I need someone like you. Like I said, accept and help me, accept help. It's a situation. I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in deep waters right now. Podcasting stuff. It's, I'm a very introvert. Like I'm an introvert. Like it's not my thing. And um, so, yeah, having you here i'm very very happy about the future and i know you've got a lot of you've got a lot of goals and hopes for the team and the whole podcast itself so yeah i'm, I'm very very happy i'm very i'm nervous for sure you know oh yeah um because if, if it goes to a bit to as big as i know it's capable of going it's going to be very difficult but um i'm ready for it, you know so. oh yeah definitely running the podcast uh that we did a couple of days ago uh yeah. for dire that was an interesting experience for me just because I haven't ran a podcast with more than one person ever. Have you not? Ever. It's always been one-on-one. It's so that was new for you as well? That was new for me as well. And uh, Holy shit. I think I did pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with the product that Yo, made. you made. You fucking killed that. I was like, again, I was like, I don't have to carry the podcast, like be the main, like, in, like asking the questions and getting things because I was like, I'm going to struggle doing that. And then when you offered, you were like, yo, should I like run this? I was like, fucking thank God for that. Holy shit. <laughs> I needed that. So then when you offered to do that, and I was like, you're always going to kill this shit. And you fucking... And again, you, I learned a lot from that, you know, just the, how confident you were, how how easy it was for you to do it, and how laid back and confident you were. And, you know, it did, like, to me, it's, it's a massive learning curve for me. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm just keep making podcasts, so. That's what I do. I'm actually uh, a little funny side note. Uh, when I'm done, when we're done recording this, I'm going to be finishing up some research for a podcast that I'm actually going to be a guest on in about oh, four man. hours. So, uh, yes. I'm podcast crazy, working on mine, working on the Direcast one, yeah. working on my friends, being shit, a right? guest on one. Yeah, I'd love doing this shit. This is, this is definitely something I want to do for a long time. 100%. Is it a passion, would you say? Are you Abs- passionate about podcasts? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm, I understand that. I'm, it's there's something about them, bro. It's 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 special, you know. It gives you a good feeling. 
yeah. it's, they are definitely special things. So I'm absolutely. We kind of touched on this earlier when I talked about mission statements, but uh, how if someone were to come up to you and be like, hey, Dizzy, how would you describe Dyer to be in one sentence? Like, what would you tell them? Just like underrated. Dyer is very underrated. Literally, that's all I'd have to say for sure. Dyer is just Dyer is very, very underrated. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would you elaborate on that? To you or to them? To them, it's like how? Why would you like describe? How would you elaborate on that? If they ask, they um, said to you, like, "What do you mean underrated?" Like, how would you kind of? We're, we're literally a, a team filled with people that's not necessarily like clouted with like a lot of like a huge, huge fan base, but with people that's got so much fucking talent that just hasn't been discovered yet, and that's just like that. I'm not being biased at all, you know. I'm being very honest of that, and like, I believe in that. With, like I can say that with my fucking full heart that that's the truth. Everyone in Dyer is so talented and so fucking so underrated it's like the whole organization itself is just, it is built off of talent and not clout which overall clout means relevancy and how how much someone rates you and die just doesn't have necessarily a lot of clout but we're doing big stuff like with champion and our sponsors and the 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 house we're, we're obviously the house we're getting and the podcast comment like the whole team just is underrated you know that's just the way it is it's not a bad thing, you know? It means we just got to work harder. But, yeah. Yeah, it's motivation again. It's like people For think sure, we're underrated. We're just like, we're going to we're gonna show you that we're not underrated. We're going to keep going. So let's, let's talk about the big picture a little bit. How has Dyer changed your life? Um, we'll go, I'll, literally have, I'll go way back here. Um, when I did first start with Dyer, like, um, I was in a bad, bad place in my life. And... I've never actually never spoke about this publicly ever. Like a lot of people don't even people in Dyer don't even don't even know this. So um when I first started Dyer, I was just got out of a, a mental institution. I got like I was I don't know if you have heard of getting sectioned down where you're from. I don't know if that's the same thing, like getting put in a hospital under yeah. like a section of mental health. Yeah, I know. Um I was seventeen at the time. I was um struggling years and years with schizophrenia and bipolar. Um I even to this day I'm on medication still. I even had to like leave work, everything for it. That's originally why I did start Dyer. I was a bricklayer. I was um, doing an apprenticeship, being a bricklayer. Um, normal 17-year-old. And um, I turned very, very unwell, very, 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 very fast. Um, my parents clicked on very fast. I moved out of my parents' house. I was like, I was just in a denial state in life. I was obviously struggling mentally, but I was, like I said, I'm an interview. I never told, I never told anyone. I just dealt with it. Yeah. And then um, eventually did... Get help, which I would recommend anyone watching this. If you struggle mentally, get help. It's fucking the best thing I've ever done. Save my life. Fully, fully recommend it. Um, and I just did. You know, I was like, getting help doesn't mean I'm weak. It just means that obviously I need help. And I was like, fuck it. Like I've got to do this shit. And it wasn't. No, it literally wasn't mostly for me. It was like mostly like my whole family. I just knew I had to do it. And um, so obviously I, I went to hospital. I done. I done my time in hospital. I came out. Then. They made us quit my job and everything. Obviously, they do therapy. So I've been doing therapy. I'm like on my third year of intense therapy right now. And um, so I had to take time out of work. Um, so yeah, I started Dyer, you know. That was the main reason I did start Dyer. And um, so yeah, it's fucking... It's a, it's a, it's a weird that that's how it started, but I'm glad it happened, you know. Interesting, for sure. Definitely. You definitely say that uh, starting Dyer would is a definite positive change in your life, you'd say? For sure. And like I've said, like, um, I, I literally forgot I was even answering your question, then my bad. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's like, with that, it's 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 brought a lot of 
meaning in something that I actually give a shit about, you know? Like, obviously, I've got dogs, family and shit, but, like, I needed something that I created to, like, bring an impact to my life positively, you know? So it's brought a lot of... It has brought negativity, for sure. Like, I've had um, episodes of mental health where it's it's been because of Dyer, you know, and obviously being targeted off of the community for, like, lies and just scandals and, like, the whole fuck this movement, like, the whole thing. It's, like, mentally, it does affect people. And as much as I, like, sit down, like, ah, fuck that shit, it doesn't matter. Like, it does matter. You know, I care a lot about, not my reputation, but Dyer's, and Dyer's reputation falls in my hands, you know? It's, like, yeah. that's down to me. And um, so it has, its, it has its negatives, but for sure, it brings purpose to my life, you know? For sure, it brings purpose. So it's definitely positive. Where... Let's look to the future here a little bit. Say five, yeah. ten years from now. Where do you see Dyer being, say, five years from now? Let's start there. Five years. I would say comfortably in the house, Conan House, for sure. Um, people enrolled into the team, like, on payrolls, full-time jobs. I'd hope the whole leader and the whole roster alone is doing it full-time. Um, competing high in esports, everything you can think of. Having the best apparel possible, for sure. Having the best content side of the team, for sure. And having, with you, hopefully having a successful podcast, you know? Yeah. And then just being financially, emotionally stable, you know? Within Daya, that is, like, you know, just making sure I'm comfortable with Daya and um, making sure I'm happy, you know? Most of all, just happy, happiness. Absolutely. Let's go 10 years. Well, 10 where years, do, Where is he in 10 years? A decade Fuck, from now. Where's that? a long time. I'd say the same as we're in five years, but a lot, lot more comfortable, you know? Okay. okay. A lot more comfortable. I don't think a lot more that I've said I could want even more. I think just maintaining what we had in the five years, but even better. And just making, like, again, this is my biggest thing, having a compound like 100 Thieves have, you know? Yeah. That's something I would love to have in 10 years. Like, I have my full full area where we can just content grind and, yeah. So that would be... <laughs> just do everything you know just have just just like grow and like branch out as a just branch out as a team you know oh yeah that's definitely something to look forward to for sure so that brings this episode of admiral talks to an end uh thank you so much dizzy for being on today first podcast man i'm happy it was yours you know it's been a fucking pleasure i appreciate that so tell me where people can find you just plug dire do whatever you want. Literally, fuck. Don't follow me. Follow Team Dyer on obviously everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, yeah, literally just watch out for the Direct Champion hoodie coming soon. And yeah, just and look out for the Dyer cast. If you want to see more of Emerald, that's not on yeah. there, you know. If you want to come watch Emerald, do what he does best, you know. Come on on our YouTube again, just Team Dyer. And then you'll just catch them there. Yeah. And again, thank you, Dizzy, for being on. This has Appreciate been... massively. Emerald Talks, and I will see you guys later. Emerald out.